0: Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart, Stu Stewart, and Rick Kearney. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. And now, here's Earl Stewart. Good morning, everybody. My name is
1: Earl. I'm a recovering car dealer. You're listening to Earl on Cars. And uh, we're a show about how not to be ripped off by your car dealer. Whether you're buying, leasing, maintaining, or repairing your car, Uh, this is a kind of how to do it show. Uh, we're on the true oldie station, but we're not going to sing to you. We're going to talk to you, and hopefully you'll talk right back at us. Matter of fact, that's a big part of the show. And just from the get-go, let me ask you to call 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And if you like to text, some people re- prefer a little anonymity, you can text us. Don't have to use your name. And That's 772 772- You can text us at 772-497-6530. Your questions get us into the important stuff because the reason we're here is to enlighten you, educate you, maybe entertain you a little bit. We have a few laughs on the show. We have a lot of great regular callers. Uh, We'd like some new callers. Um, I'm in the studio with a Group of people. Just don't think you're listening to Earl Stewart by himself. The introduction made that clear, but Rick Kearney is sitting on my right. Rick is a certified diagnostic master technician. That's a mouthful, right? Uh, He's been in the business a long, long time, but he's evolved and changed kind of like I have. Uh, He's evolved and changed mainly to get into the digital revolution, the computer revolution, cyberspace, and all that kind of stuff because cars are rolling computers. And Rick Kearney. Uh, is a computer auto scientist who can answer of your questions about why your car has a problem. Unusual noise, lights coming on, buzzers, bells, whistles. Cars are very complex today. And Rick Kearney can help you navigate that complex field that you have to go through. Particularly when you buy a new car. I can't understand half the buttons on my car and I'm a car dealer in full transparency. And sitting next to Rick Kearney is Nancy Stewart. Nancy Stewart is my wife and my co-host. She is a female advocate. One of the most important things she she does on the show is talk to the ladies out there because we are trying to get a balance 50-50. We're almost there. And to encourage you, Nancy, tell them what we do to encourage them to have more ladies call the show.
2: Well good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Earl Stewart on cars and I'm here to let the ladies know that the first two new lady callers can win themselves $50. Just give us a call. Maybe with you know your car uh, and maybe you needed service. Maybe you need to ask Rick a question. Uh, Anything at all. Earl, Stu, myself. Just call $50 and Maybe just say hello. And you know, I wanted to mention that a couple of weeks ago, uh, we, uh, I missed the uh, two, I think, lady callers. And uh, I'd like to let you guys know that uh, you can give me a call uh, or you can email me, uh, whichever is easiest, uh, nancys at estoyota.com. And I'll make sure you get that check. Yeah, we
1: apologize for that. We just dropped the ball. It was about three weeks ago, yeah. and we and we lost. Frankly, we lost the names and the phone numbers. But if you didn't get the fifty bucks, and we told you you're going to get the fifty bucks, please let us know, and we will remedy that immediately. I apologize. Yeah, and both, we uh, all do.
2: Let me give a shout out to uh, a few of the ladies that have called in. I want to thank you for being part of the show, Samantha, Robin, and uh, Charlene. So give us a call, 877-960-9960. You know our voices must be heard. And in the auto industry, it's a financial disaster if they don't recognize us. And you can also text us, 772-497-6530.
1: And and let me introduce uh, Stu Stewart. He's my son. Hello. He's the general manager of our Toyota dealership. In full transparency, I am a car dealer. Uh, I am doing this. This is kind of like my sideline. This is my night job, and uh, I'm a consumer advocate. Uh, But in full transparency, I'm not here to sell you anything, by the way. This is not an infomercial. I do not pay uh, true oldies to do this show. We do it as a public service, and we do it to help you. Uh, I've been in the business since 1968. And I've been many types of car dealer. I used to be a Pontiac dealer, Peugeot dealer, Fiat, Lancia, Mazda. Uh, Checker. Checker. I mean, I've I've sold a lot of different cars. Fiat, Fiat yeah. And uh, I've evolved over the past 50-plus years uh, into what I like to think is the way cars should be sold. That's what we're talking to you. But the good thing about me being... Uh, a recovering car dealer is the fact that I know all the old tricks. Anyway, back to Stu. Stu is uh, my cyber guy. Uh, he is, uh, in addition to being the general manager of the Toyota dealership, he is putting us in touch with the cyber world. That's YouTube. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Periscope. And you can talk to us and see us. We're streaming right now in color. And I say in color because I'm an old guy. You know, I remember when Technicolor came out. Live, yeah. live in Technicolor. Live and color. Yeah. So you can stream us and see us. You can talk to us. Uh, post on Facebook. Uh, post on YouTube. Actually, Rick is taking a lot of the YouTube ups, as we call it.
3: It's getting, it's getting too much to handle all the text and all the engagement we're getting yeah. online. So yeah.
1: So. Uh, and I think we have a caller. Bingo. That's what life is all about, we is do. you callers. Who's yeah. a caller?
2: We have a caller, and uh, she is from Jupiter. Her name is Vivian. Welcome to the show, Vivian.
1: Hi, Vivian. Can you hear us okay?
2: Hi, good morning. How are you? We're doing great.
4: Well, nice to talk with you again. I do, I was a caller before,
1: uh-huh.
4: uh, probably about two months ago, maybe a little bit less, and I really enjoy your show. Um. I've got a question. I, the first time I called um, was to let you know that I have a Kia 2016 Sportage, and I um, had about 47,000 miles on it. Um, I was driving it, and I noticed this uh, kind of like a knocking sound, and I'm thinking, you well, usually knocking, it's either oil or the gas.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And I only use really good gas. I use the Chevron. I gas in my car when I get my oil changes. Mm-hmm. I keep up with it on a maintenance basis, um, full synthetic. Great. So nevertheless, I took it into the dealership, and uh, long story short, they had to replace my engine. Oh. And oh I wow. believe I wow. spoke with you about that. It took five months to get my car back.
1: Did, did, was um, that under they, warranty?
4: They didn't want to pay for my battery, the battery, when I drove the car home the next day. Uh, The car wouldn't start, and then I went back to them, and I said, you know, it looks like I got a dead battery. I had to go purchase a battery. Well, they're not going to pay for it. I had to, you know, call Kia Consumer Affairs. They finally said, yes, we'll pay for it, and I got a check for a new battery. Good for you.
1: Nevertheless. Great story.
4: Now, I have this new engine. Um, Let's see, that was installed in August, and then in January... I go to work and I'm parking at my boss's driveway there and a girl says, is that an oil leak in the driveway? And I went, oh, no. yeah, it is. And she, I said, it can't be my car. Hmm. I've got a new engine what in my in car. Well, it was my car. Oh, no. well. so I take it back to the Kia, Kia dealership and they said, um, we've got to replace the engine again. Oh. I said, you, you've, got to, huh. you've got to be kidding So they replaced the engine again. Something about the um, uh, the oh gosh, what was it now? Some seals. Nevertheless, replaced the engine. It took a month and a half to get that engine and replaced it.
1: What were you driving during that time?
4: uh, They were um, giving me loaner cars. Oh, good. Yeah, so I got loaner cars through um, through Kia. But so this is engine number two.
3: Wow, was it a brand new engine or a used one?
4: Uh. I'm sorry, what was your question?
3: Did they put a brand-new replacement engine in, or did they uh, do a used one? That's
4: what they told me. I mean, that's what they're telling me. They had to replace my engine with a brand-new one. I said, oh, boy, don't tell me five months now. And they said, no, no, it's not going to be five months. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be a little bit less than that. I don't know, probably about a month, I think it was. And So I went in for that. Um, They just had to work on my engine again. Mm. And this time they rebuilt it. Oh.
1: (laughs) Oh. wow!
4: I don't know what my recourse on this is. Do I have any recourse?
1: How long have you owned the car now, Vivian?
4: I bought it brand new in 2016. Uh, I I believe it was around September of 2016. Paid cash for it. It It only had like 145 miles on it, something like that.
1: The problem is, and this is one of the things that's wrong with our uh, Flora Lemon Law, or all Lemon Laws, is that uh, you it's only for the, during a period of time the car's under warranty that you can use the, the uh, Lemon Law. That really should be mm-hmm. a Lemon Law, and Kia should really refund your money on that uh, or put you into a different model entirely. Uh, that's an interesting question. That's mm. one of the worst. I've heard a lot of horror stories. Yeah, okay. That's one of the worst I've heard. Uh, and I've been in the business a long time. Uh, I would check with an attorney, uh, someone, an attorney that won't charge you for a consultation. Uh, I could, mm-hmm. I, I, know that uh, Cersei Denny, Barnhart, Chipley, uh, Jack Scarola, I use him, uh, one of the best attorneys in Florida. Uh, you could, you could call a good attorney, describe your situation, and say, can I discuss this with you, uh, with no, no charge, to see if I have a case. Um, okay. but I, um, I'm surprised that you've been this patient. I, uh, I, you must live in fear every time you crank up that Kia Sportage as to what's going to happen oh, next. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that's, oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. terrible. Absolutely.
4: It's, 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 it's been a nightmare and I am a very patient person. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but this is, it's just, things are going wrong. i like, my windshield wiper in the back the, the fluid wasn't coming out in the rear wiper. So I took it to Kia, still under warranty, and they have to replace the
2: motor in that. I'm like, oh, yeah.
4: oh my gosh. Uh,
2: Vivian, this is Nancy. I'd like to ask you a question. Did you have any problems with your Kia when you bought it?
4: No. The first no. month? And you know what? I owned a Kia Sportage before. I had a 2000 Kia Sportage before, and I drove that thing and probably and Sixty thousand miles. Yeah. So this and was, that supposed- was the one I traded in to get this one. Ah. And no, I, I had minor minor problems with the two thousand seven. Uh huh. Are you aware of any
2: recalls?
4: Uh, the the recall I'm aware of is the engine. Yes, that I did get a recall on that, and oh. they, again, um, this came after the first engine replacement, and it was something to do with the software. They had to do something with the software. To alert drivers in the future if this was going to be happening to the engine, they could get it in for repair or whatever. What a horse story. I had story. to go in for a software update yeah. when they had that recall.
1: Yeah, Aww. Vivian, I was just, uh, Stu was just showing me a Consumer Reports uh, a rating on the Kia Sportage, and it varies from year to year. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. Stu said the 2016 yeah. had good reliability.
3: Yes, yeah, I mean, Vivian, you have a 2016, correct?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, I do. So uh, yeah, there's it a case here where even Consumer Reports uh, was off on that one. But uh, you've got a you know, there are lemons, and that's the reason they have the lemon laws. And there are cars and vehicles that, for whatever reason, automobiles today mm-hmm. are very complex. And sometimes there are vehicles that just will never run right. And it sounds to me like you've got one of those, and it is a terrible problem. I think I, I, I normally wait to the very last before I recommend getting an attorney but I think in this case here you've talked to Kia you've talked to the manufacturer you've talked to the dealer who's been useless but the manufacturer has stepped up to the plate I think you need to talk to I think you need to get an attorney but don't don't get sucked in and be, 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 with a big attorney bill. Be sure to get a free consultation. You should get an attorney that might take this on a contingency basis where it costs you nothing except the percentage of the recovery he gets for you. But, Correct. But uh, I, I, I would never want to uh, think I had to drive that car for two or three more years. I'd want to have some relief, and you're entitled to it.
2: Yeah, there, I, I think you're uh, way overdue to take some uh, dramatic steps, and I wouldn't take those steps alone an attorney is great advice
4: yes yes. i kind of wanted to hear that that was what i was leaning towards and i thought yeah let me uh call you and find out and see if maybe you would agree with me that that's the that's the course that i need to take
2: yeah and i can hear it in your voice that. that you would never have wanted to make that decision but at this point in time you're way way overdue and it's something you don't want to do but you have to do this is, a, this is a horror story.
4: Absolutely, and I, and I agree 100%. But um, Well, I thank you so much, and again, it's just a, a wonderful platform that you have to uh, have um, the public be able to call and discuss their car issues. I listen to you every Saturday, oh, and I've recommended your show to friends. Um, so thank you, thank you for uh, everything that you you do out there.
1: Please yeah. call back, Vivian. Really keep us posted it. on this. If you let us know how you do with the attorney, You'll love to hear from I will. you
4: again. We
2: would love to hear from you. Thank you. Have thank a great you. weekend.
4: I definitely will. Enjoy your day and and Happy Mother's Day, to happy, all the ladies oh, out there. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. day.
2: Okay, uh, give us a call if you have a question, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Vermont, and we are going to talk to Mark. Good morning, Mark.
0: Hi, Nancy. How are you?
2: Well, thank you. Thanks for calling.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you notice a cold draft coming uh out oh. of the out of your headset, <laughs> it's it's me. It's only forty degrees up here right that now. Sounds nice. That sounds real nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got here's my question. Um, my son, who's like in his thirties now, stores his his sports car here at my place in the winter and uh he he leased a Jeep uh for, for three years, 10,000 miles a year, and and he's had it a year and a half. His job changed, his job title and his responsibilities. Now he's not driving as nearly as much. He's halfway through the lease now, uh, and he only has 10,000 miles on the Jeep. He's, he's not putting any mileage on and he doesn't drive it in the summer mm-hmm. so he brought it back last week got his sports car because you can only drive that sports car up here like through the summer and um <clears throat> left his gpr i took it to get it serviced and i was talking with the salesman that arranged the lease for him and i told him that in october of the twenty uh let's see, 2020, his lease will expire, and he's going to be way under the miles. Mm-hmm. And the salesman said it'll have equity in it, and he said when he brings it back to your house next May, first of May next year, bring it up here. We'll buy it back from you. Buy, pay the remaining lease payments, which at that time will be maybe five or six months, and and he'll be done with it. So my question is, I knew it would have some equity, or I thought it would. What's the best way for him to end that lease? I know I'm a year away, but I want to be thinking about this.
1: Well, it's possible that he would have equity. I I hate to say this, but it's not likely. Uh, Most times uh, there isn't equity in the end of the lease, about 75% of the time. Uh, so it's possible. I, I think you could get a somebody that was a used car uh, expert uh, in that you know for that market, and uh, you can do a little uh, projecting. Jeeps, strangely enough, do have a high resale value, uh, so they do have high residuals. But usually, the leasing companies um, take that into account when they set the residual. So your purchase option is a high number. Uh, the low mileage, of course, does make it uh, more valuable. And sometimes the low mileage, you know, it could pick up the value a couple thousand dollars. So it's just an arithmetical thing with someone that knows and understands leases. Uh, and you could project and see if you would be likely to have that. Uh, I, I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't bet on it. Um, usually it's about a, if you're lucky, it's a break-even thing. Sometimes uh, the leasing companies uh, will make a little money. Sometimes they lose a little money. But you can't you can't bank on that equity because the used car market is like the stock market. What's going to be a year from now? You really can't be too sure. You can guess, but you can't be sure.
0: So, um, it sounded. I, mean, I This is just a salesman t- talking to me. But uh, like, would you think it would be reasonable if they? bought out the last five or six months of that lease and he just turned it in early since he's not going to drive it during those months anyway?
1: If he's, uh, if the salesman is being honest about this, uh, you could ask him simply to do the arithmetic. Uh, he can talk to his used car manager and uh, you can take the five remaining uh, payments, which is going to be money out of your son's pocket, and then you add that to uh, what the in the calculation to what the residual value, which is the purchase option number, and then you got to get the number that they're going to buy it back for. So will the number that they buy it back for pay for the five payments that he's going to have to? pay out of his pocket. I mean it's got to be full transparency about this transaction. You don't ever want to que- confuse this with the purchase of another vehicle or the lease of another vehicle because they'll hide things in the purchase of the second vehicle. Uh, as a separate transaction ask that salesman to show your son in black and white how I could take my five payments and give them to you and then sell you the car at the end of the lease and, and you buy it back Uh, from me at this price that will cover those five lease payments so that I come out ahead of the game. Uh, I'm skeptical about that. I don't think that will happen, but I'm not saying it won't happen.
0: I I got you. I really appreciate that. That helps a lot. Thanks, Earl. Well, thank
1: you very much for the call, Mark, and stay warm up there and (laughs) send me a pint of maple syrup, will you? (laughs) Hey,
0: I I will. I'll tell you, uh, maple syrup this year was a little scarce. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: It'll be about the – a pint is going to cost you somewhere around uh, the first payment on a new Tacoma.
3: Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, then send us a pint of that Green Mountain Air, please. (laughs) (laughs) I will do. You you, guys have a
2: great day. Now, that's what I call a negotiator. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much mark and enjoy that beautiful weather up there i don't know if any of us in the studio would like to deal with maybe 40 or 50 degree weather but i know i would i would okay 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 and thank you to our listeners we do appreciate all of you tuning in to earl every saturday morning (coughs) now back to the recovering car dealer
1: how are we doing texting? Do we have any texts coming in, soon?
3: Yeah, we got a few, and we're we're nationwide again this morning. We got um, hellos and good mornings coming in from Massachusetts. We just mm-hmm. had Vermont, so it's pretty cool. We're all over the place. I love it. Okay, let's see. Our first text is from Steve in New Jersey. He's a regular texter. Calls in every once in a while too. Hi, Steve from New Jersey. On our May Fourth radio show, we said that regular gas can safely be used instead of high test. I looked at the Mercedes Benz site for the E Class. Mercedes-Benz says their engines require premium gla- gas due to their high compression ratios. This means using regular gas may lead to costly repairs. My guess is that Mercedes-Benz might seek to void a warranty repair if regular gas is used. Shouldn't the advice be to check the owner's manual? If it says premium must be used, then I would guess that the use of regular gas might void the factory warranty.
1: Steve, that's, you're technically accurate about this and and technically, legally, uh, there's an argument where they could void your warranty. I'm just speaking for 50-plus years of experience, and uh, Rick Kearney's answered this question before on the show. He's been in the business 25-plus years. Uh, we know of no instance where a warranty has ever been voided because of the gasoline usage. Uh, so I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that they can't do it, but I will say I never, never know of them of doing it. And I, my advice is if you're curious, Put some uh, low test in, put regular in, uh, even though they say it's required, and see what happens. If you get a knock or a ping, then put the high test back in again. It's not going to hurt your engine for the one tank full, and you could save yourself a lot of money. Rick?
6: Yeah, all all it really will happen is the computer, as soon as the computer detects that knock or ping, which it'll probably do before you even hear it, Mm -hmm. it's going to start retarding the timing to reduce that knock and ping, so you'll you'll really probably won't even ever notice the difference yeah. except a slight change in the actual power Dependence. output. Yeah. Very good. Okay. And in most cars, it's such a tiny amount that if you're driving like a reasonable driver, sure. you're not going to know it.
1: Yeah, you can save big money. And uh, if that's important to you, then give it a try. I think we have a caller, don't we, Nancy?
2: We do. We have a caller from West Palm Beach, and uh, Bob is with us this morning. Good morning, Bob.
6: Hey Bob, we lost Bob. We hey lost Bob, Bob.
2: Give us a call back. Sorry, we uh, kind of had a problem there.
1: We'll call back. I bet. Let me uh, mention a uh, mystery shopper report because uh, we know that it is the high point of the show. We can see more and more people tune in because we do it toward the end of the show. It's something unique for you folks who are new to the show. We send a secret shopper every week. Doing it for 15 years or so. Uh, different car dealership somewhere, South Florida. We've actually gone all the way to North Florida and uh, West Coast, of Florida. We've even been out of state by remote shoppers. I mm-hmm. mean, we're covering a lot. So be sure to stay tuned for our mystery shopping report. I promise you it'll be one of the most exciting things you've ever heard on radio.
2: Most definitely. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. And uh, John is with us. He is... Definitely a, a big part of our show, and he's calling from Palm City. Good morning, John.
7: Good morning to everyone, and happy Mother's Day to Nancy. Oh, um, thank last you. week the good news, good good news it proves there are good dealers and great dealers out there and last year's hopping report last week proved it at j&m. If you are good, some people such as myself, if you're treated honestly, fairly, and they will come long distances and they will come to see you and your reputation and i am so happy that that was a good report Mm -hmm. because we do get the negatives but there was another good report on a used car dealer a couple of months ago and that dealer was in Seward here and it was owned by wallace auto group so there are great dealers out there people should not get discouraged keep in mind and the good ones Deserve our support. And we are privileged here in South Florida. We do have some of the largest dealers in the world we do. Uh, of the brands. One is Vista, BMW, mm-hmm. Gunther, mm-hmm. Volkswagen, and I believe Erego, Chrysler, Dodge, I mean, is the number one in the state of Florida.
5: Yeah. There's some big, big when yours. I lived
7: in the New York area, there was a great deal, a Volvo deal around Long Island. People came from all over. It was in Amityville. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still there today. It was called Volvoville,
5: mm-hmm.
7: and people supported it, and they came from all over. So I just want to say that the good news, last week's shopping report, it just shows you that there are great dealers out there, and they deserve our report.
1: J.M. Lexus, if uh, you want to buy a Lexus, one other bad buy it news from J.M. Lexus.
7: Good economy. There's 7 million people in the United States that are late in their car payments. It's a record. Late on car payments means 90 days or more Mm -hmm. being late. Most of those people have low credit scores and are under the age of 30. So it's just keep in mind, um, you know, payments on cars is very important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Repossessions will be up. They come after it. They don't let you keep the car. They have devices also Mm -hmm. that'll stop the engine from running. And it's very important that um, people keep up on their car payments.
1: Yeah, car is more important to a lot of people than their home. Uh, they found out that people will miss a house payment faster than they'll miss a car payment because they need that car yeah. to get to work, take their kids to school. You can take your doctor, car to work. You can't take your house to work. You can't drive your house to work. You can live in your car. Yes, exactly. People do. And a lot of a people, lot of people, yeah. lot
7: of people yeah. are. Finance companies and banks are being maybe too lenient on people. I don't know but they're doing everything to try to get you to get into an automobile. Yeah, and the dealers and are responsible too. About the uh, 7 million people.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, yeah. thank I you very much. And
7: listen, look forward to the shopping report. Thank you, John, I
1: appreciate that very much.
2: And you know, I think leniency is uh, uh, one of the major factors, but also the fact that there you know, a lot of consumers out there that would rather buy a new car than a used car, and they can't afford a new car, yeah. and they can get a used car. Cars are lasting much longer. You can put so many miles on them, and it's a great investment. So you don't have to impress your neighbor by having a brand-new car in your driveway. Exactly. And you you can't afford to make the payment.
1: Exactly. And there's some good prices out there on used cars if you do your shop and you find a certified late-model used car. Much better investment than a new car. I'd like to uh, talk about something unusual. Nancy and I... Uh, We're both kind of uh, interested in this article in Automotive News, the current issue of Automotive News, and we talked about it driving in uh, to the show this morning. AutoNation, the largest retailer of cars in the United States, uh, a lot of times you're dealing with AutoNation Nation, you don't even know it. Uh, Stu put together a list of AutoNation stores in this market. Uh, I
3: gave up. I I was running out of room on my paper. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a huge
1: amount. I mean, for example, most of your luxury car dealers, Are that are owned by AutoNation don't have AutoNation in the name. So Delray... uh, Mercedes-Benz of Delray. ...is is an AutoNation store. Palm Beach Lexus is an AutoNation store. But you know AutoNation is huge. Here's here's what is affecting you, the consumer, to the largest retailer. AutoNation hasn't publicly announced this, but in the trade journal, Automotive News, uh, there was an article this week that they have been methodically raising their prices. They've been raising their prices on all their cars. They've raised their prices about 10%. And the reason they're doing this is because car dealers, and we talked about this on last week's show, car dealers are struggling to make profits in their new car departments. Many car dealers claim they're losing money in their new car departments. Some actually are. And the margins are very, very low. So AutoNation, they're a public company. They, they sell stock. They have a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders. So the new president of AutoNation, his name is Carl Liebert. He replaced Michael Jackson. Carl Liebert uh, did something radical. And he said all AutoNation stores in the United States, whether you're selling Chevrolets, Lexus, uh, BMWs, or uh, Toyotas, we're going to raise the prices. And they did. And the volume has plummeted. They have dropped their volumes off about 14%, but their profits went up considerably. So it's all about profit to a publicly held company. Now, this is a, a struggle for the car dealers, but it can be a boon to you, the car buyer. The point of my information here is if you're thinking about buying a car and you're buying it from an auto nation store, be extra careful because buy, they've admitted that they're raising their prices. Uh, they had to to keep their stores profitable so if you want to buy a mercedes and you go to delray mercedes that's an auto nation store i would shop a non-auto nation mercedes store i'd go to a mercedes store and shop and compare prices now that's not to say that maybe delray mercedes will give you the best price they might but the price that they gave you is going to be about 10 percent higher than it used to be so be sure to shop automation stores because of their price raising. It's very interesting. And this whole phenomenon is affecting car dealers all over. Um, continuing on that, on that topic, one of the reasons that you see so many shenanigans in bait-and-switch advertising uh, and people being charged exorbitant amounts of money when they finance the car is to cover the cost of the fact that the prices have come down considerably, and car dealers are losing money. Nancy,
2: I, I was just going to say, you know, how much more can they concentrate on finance and insurance? Mm-hmm. This is what Auto Nation—it's it, a priority with no, them. No. So, how much more can the consumer pay?
1: Auto Nation—it's ridiculous. It's, ret- is,
2: it's a rhetoric question.
1: Auto Nation is making $1,897 in their finance office. And they do it mainly Gee. by their, what they call their branded products, which are things like Gap <coughs> Insurance, be AutoNation Gap Insurance, AutoNation Paid Sealant, AutoNation uh, um, uh, uh, Road Hazard Insurance, yeah. AutoNation yeah. Maintenance, AutoNation Extended Warranties. So you yeah. go into an AutoNation store or any car dealership, you buy a car, and you say, Ah, oh, I finally made my purchase. You're not through with your purchases, you're going to the F&I office, and this is where the dealers really make their money. And AutoNation has always been a heavy hitter in the finance office. They've always made a lot of money in the finance office. Now they're concentrating even more. So they had to raise their prices to survive. It's helping them. A lot of analysts are saying... That it's impossible for a car dealer to raise their prices and continue in business because of the competition and because the manufacturers put a huge amount of pressure on the car dealers to sell a certain minimum of cars. Sue was looking at me knowingly.
3: Well, yeah, I'm just—I mean, we have some experience in our in our market, in our Toyota market. We have an automation competitor. Well you know, down uh, Weston, last month they didn't even, they barely did 80% of their sales objective. Wow. And the whole district overall hit their sales objective, so they're off 20% from from our district as a whole.
1: And if you don't hit your sales objective and you're a new car dealer, no matter which manufacturer you're a car dealer for, it costs you money. Virtually all manufacturers have an incentive plan, and they have a quota. An objective that each car dealer if you're in a small market you have a small quota if you're in a big market you have a large number of cars you have to sell and if you miss that quota it can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars that equates to profit on every new car you sell okay. so it, it's a you're caught between a rock and a hard place <clears throat> to sell a lot of cars you have to have a low price uh... if you don't have a low price you can't sell a lot of cars you don't get your bonus from the manufacturer and if you think you're going to hit your quota and you sell the cars too cheap, and you don't hit your quota, that's when you lose money in that new car department. So right. this is insider stuff, folks. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that the consumer doesn't understand. This is something the car dealers don't want you to know about, and this is something the manufacturers don't want you to know about. Manufacturers are being fought by the dealers. Uh, these these uh, financing bonuses or financing. These sales bonuses are known as stair-step incentives. That's one name for it. And they can be on a 30 day cycle or a 90 day cycle or an annual cycle, sometimes all three. And it's a huge amount of pressure on on the car dealers. So, heads up, Auto Nation, be careful. Uh, They're going to sell fewer cars to make more money because they have to. That's right.
2: I'll I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're going to hear the. As I used to say in the old days, the good, the bad, and the ugly right here at Earl Stewart on cars. Um, if you didn't have enough to worry about about paying too much for finance and insurance, you got to be careful about all these branding parts, these accessories, and all this other stuff. And we're right here to feed you the information to protect yourself whenever you go out there to purchase a car. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. And I'd like to uh, take advantage of this moment to let you know how you can not only power yourself with knowledge, but there's a certain tool that you can uh, download from Earl on Cars, and that's the Affidavit of a Vehicle Purchase the final at-the-door price. Go there and get that form. Take that into the dealership and have them sign that, and that's worth its weight in gold. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I've held
1: that up for our YouTube and our Facebook and our video participants this is what the forum looks like it's
3: called the nancy stewart uh forum the nancy nancy stewart affidavit that was
1: nancy stewart's <laughs> idea several <laughs> weeks ago it's a fantastic idea basically you're getting the car dealer to sign an affidavit you, that he's not going <laughs> to thank sneak you, in any additional uh hidden fees and if he will swear to the fact that there will be no hidden fees and he signs it uh then you can be fairly confident you've got an out-the-door price and you can download this print it out and uh have, a sure, have yourself a
3: guarantee of a safe purchase. That's right. Go to EarlOnCars.com, and on the right side, you'll see these uh, special links, and this is one of the links.
2: Yeah, right and on. guess what, ladies and gentlemen? <sighs> it's just in my DNA. Boy, could I have a good time with this, but Earl... Is keeping a leash on me, he doesn't allow me to go in and out of these dealerships. He's afraid. <laughs> the Black Widow That'd be dangerous. <laughs> He's so, afraid. <laughs> how about
1: text? We haven't got a YouTube, you YouTubers out there. Rick's sitting here, uh, without any uh, text. We got some, I guess, on Stu's pad. Oh, yeah, Facebook well, we, is working. We've mm-hmm.
6: actually had several of them just oh, waving in them. just to say hi so yeah. far. So to well, LJ, yeah. Frank, Raymond, Angel, and Dino. Hey, y'all, how's it going? Yeah, ask a question, (laughs) question, Dino. Yeah,
3: we get a lot of highs and good mornings, too. We don't usually read them all, but we respond back online. Here's a fun question. Uh, What is Earl and Nancy's favorite everyday car to drive? I'm a Camry driver, but if the Corolla comes out with lumbar support without a sunroof, I may become a Corolla driver. Your favorite car?
1: I like the Lexus uh, 500 LS.
3: How about this? We know what you drive. Some of our (laughs) listeners do, too. Uh, How about... In, in your history, I mean, in your life, what was your most fun car to drive? And I know Nancy's got an answer to that. Oh, in,
1: okay. In, in all my history, uh, gosh, that, that might be my uh, 1968 Pontiac Judge pour on the floor.
3: There you go. I never even heard of that car. <laughs> I was an infant. When that
1: oh, no, I wasn't either. I'll tell you what it was. It was my 1957 Pontiac, Pontiville convertible fuel injection. The first fuel-injected car that General Motors ever built.
3: There you go. That's a, that's a classic. How What's about your you? favorite, Nancy?
2: What was Stu gonna guess that my favorite? Uh, something car with was? a
3: stick shift. I'm picturing you in the '70s, <laughs> you know, with an eight-track, eight-track player, <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: My hair pulled up in a bun. Yeah. A uh, GTO.
3: Yeah. There you go. Another <laughs> Pontiac. Uh, mine was my first car ever. It was a Celica, 1982 Celica. Hmm? It has an emotional attachment. Yeah.
2: Oh, There's that's always that. Oh, that yep. Celica. Oh, gosh, I remember driving that. Boy, why can't they bring back that Celica? Oh, <laughs> I loved it. I and you?
1: I remember my first Rick? car better than I remember my first girlfriend. My? <laughs> 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 that's
2: another show, my dear.
1: Well, it's a, it, it was a different era back then. <laughs> mean, cars were, you know, just uh, uh-huh, emotional. Uh-huh. You're not supposed okay. to get too serious when you're a
3: teenager anyway.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah. Are you yep.
2: serious? Under our <coughs> roof at home. Do you know how many t- times I hear about all of his girlfriends?
6: <laughs>
2: Come on. Okay, Rick. <laughs> my
6: favorite was my '69 Chevy pickup that was rusted out. The passenger door fell off. Really? It had no bumpers, and Jeez. it had an engine and transmission in it that could womp a Camaro. Oh, ah, wow. pretty nice yeah. it, it, it looked f- horrible this thing <laughs> rolling <laughs> down the road
1: and it didn't look like a threat so you could but see but it would
6: it right. would take yeah. off and it would it would do a 16 second quarter mile wow man
2: Hey, what was Rudy's what was your favorite and Johnny's what was your favorite
1: well let's <laughs> talk about some yeah. <laughs> we'll here, talk right. about some text
3: here okay. um, <laughs> this is interesting uh, this is uh, from a uh, texter in Atlanta says um I wanted to ask you if you knew about a website called The Red Zone Steve Richards. He's a dirtbag that travels the country the dealerships teaching car sales uh, tar- car sales people how to rip off customers. What do you think? <laughs> Let's talk about it on air. Well, um I did I did Google Steve Richards and Red Zone car car sales. He's got a, a pretty big presence out there. He's got a, a YouTube channel, he's got a Facebook channel, and yes, I'm looking at his things. He's teaching old-school car sales tactics, like yeah. how to overcome objections. I was just looking at his channel. How do you handle the uh, the I'm-just-thinking stall and what to say when your customer says they need to shop around? <laughs> so this is a total throwback to the way things... <laughs> Well, they, they still happen, but well, the, we see a lot of yeah. email
1: like that. I, a lot of times, I'll, I'll cut and paste those and put them on Facebook. But I, because I'm a car dealer, I get all these emails, uh, uh, advertisements about how to sell m- more cars. And some of them are just blatantly illegal, unethical, yeah. terrible. And it's just out—it's an industry. It's a thriving industry.
3: When you look at the language he uses, so here's a instead of how to handle when somebody wants to delay the purchase they they call it a threat he says diffusing your prospects shop around threat that's the quote shopper yeah. ar- the threat to shop around that's 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 yeah. that's new
1: i think we have a caller don't we, we
2: we do we definitely have a caller but i want to announce to our audience that jonathan used to drive a 70 plymouth Roadrunner, Ooh. and it was burnt orange
3: nice yeah. Pictures, Jonathan. Put <laughs> them on get, the video. <laughs> I'll get to you later uh,
2: on on Rudy's ride. Uh, we're going to go to Tina from Bonita Springs, and uh, she is definitely part of our show. Good morning, Tina.
3: Tina from Bonita.
8: Good morning, everybody. How you all doing?
3: Great. Good morning.
8: Good. Okay, I know that this has probably been said before, so this is, I guess, a repetitive thing, but... The love bugs are out, and I know that last week you guys were talking a little bit about how you can protect your car. I'm going to remind everybody that probably didn't hear it last week, do not spray cooking spray on your car, because there is lecithin in the cooking spray, and it will harden up, and it is a booger to get off if you want to get it off your paint job, so just an FYI right there.
1: Very good. Very good. Yeah, I... Go ahead.
8: the, The second thing I want to mention is kind of a public service announcement thing, but... We're really starting to get into travel season ever since Memorial Day weekend passed. Well, Memorial weekend, Day weekend is coming up, so the weather's getting warmer. People are moving around. They're visiting places. They're more prone to go on vacation, and Florida is a pretty big state. It takes a long time to drive out of Florida, so there's a little thing you want to know about, and it's called Star FHP. If you see somebody driving recklessly on the highway, if you see an accident, if you see illegal activities, please dial STAR-FHP, and you can be a hero for somebody. You can save somebody's life.
1: T- uh, Tina, give me that again. STAR, and what is it?
8: STAR-FHP. F- star S- a- oh,
1: Florida F-H. FHP. Florida no, Highway no, no, Patrol. F- no,
8: no, it's the acronym for Florida Highway Patrol, STAR-FHP. Right.
1: Well, that's very cool. I didn't know that. So, And then they will... Uh, Talk to you immediately, and you'll say, some crazy guy doing 100 miles an hour passing this exit on the turnpike or something like that. Yep.
8: Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, calling their license plate, and I've done that before, and the guy actually got pulled over. This was quite a few years ago. Uh He actually got pulled over, and they had his hands in the back of his trunk. Wow. So he was going downtown after that one. I saw I
1: saw a guy about a week ago, and I was thinking, I by the time I called the police and this that and the other, he was gone. But Star F H A P, that's very good. I'll uh, commit that to memory. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tina. Anything else on your mind? You're almost. Uh, no, I owner.
8: no. I was just going to add. I was just going to add to your conversation earlier about all of these sales tactics that car dealers are trying to come up with to get you into the showroom floor, mm-hmm. I think the summertime heat has gotten to them because they're just coming <laughs> out with more and more outrageous things every day. It just makes me shake my head.
1: <laughs> yeah. It is. It's, it's, you know, we talked earlier about AutoNation raising their prices. I'm not trying to make excuses for car dealers. But the, the, here's what they make as an excuse as to why they have the dealer fees and the hidden fees and so on and so forth. They say that they have to do it to stay alive, to make money, to make a profit. Now, there's a, there's a grain of truth there. That's about all. Because car dealers make a lot of money in their service departments, in their parts departments, in their, in their uh, used car departments, uh, uh, maybe not so much in the new car. But the more pressure they have put on them, on the profit margin of new cars, the more they feel compelled that they have to come up with the hidden fees and the bait and switch. Uh, this is truly their excuse. I talk to car dealers all the time. I talk to the car dealer uh, associations. And this is what you hear. If you had a bug in a, a meeting room with a bunch of car dealers, they'd be talking about why they have to resort to these shenanigans to sell a car. And it's just, uh, it's just a BS excuse, in my opinion.
8: Well, if enough people vote with their feet and with their dollars, then car dealers will be forced to be more competitive with one another.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Well, thank you very much, Tina. Hey, uh,
2: hey Tina, I have a question for you, real quick, before you go. Uh, what yes. other do you know? What other way there is to wipe uh, your uh, get your blood bugs off the windshield, your car, or anywhere at all on the exterior? Before uh, we um, being, being as we don't have a whole. I've, I've heard. I've
8: heard that dryer sheets can work. Okay, with, you with answer. Soap and you answer. and then dryer sheets can work. Yeah, you but answered like, my question. Uh, I like. Um, I like the suggestion of using a good Carnauba wax.
2: Yeah, well, that's on the, on uh, without a doubt. Car. Yeah, that's that. Without a doubt, that's great. But hey, throw it. Throw a box of uh, bounced uh, dryer sheets in your car. Not only is it going to make your car inside of your car smell good, but it's going to c- clean off the residue on your windshield. And hey, guess what? If you've got a pet who's out in the rain and's getting in the car, those dryer sheets. Unbelievable how clean they make your dog, and it's mm. good for them. Tina, thank you so much for calling in. Give us a call again
8: oh i certainly will have a great day
2: everybody Bye-bye. thank you have a great weekend we're going to go to john in west palm beach hey john hello
1: hey john hey. you're on the air good how morning, can we john. help you
9: hey oh good mine, mine is just short uh my favorite car that i had was a 70 gto judge oh uh. uh. <laughs>
1: What color and was I it? And I think
9: Earl was mentioning his GTO. I think he had a 69 GTO judge, but he bought it in 68 <laughs> <laughs> when it first came out.
1: What color? Mine was, but anyways, mine was orange.
9: Uh, yeah. I had the polar <laughs> white in 1970 with the reflector shirt. But anyways, uh, there's something I learned the other week, and I want to see if you, you guys are known it. I know you're going to Google it real quick, but do you actually know what the Toyota symbol, that emblem is on the car?
6: What it's f diff- isn't it a flower petal. It's three ellipses. Yes. And I forget the exact uh there Toyota actually has a definition for each of the three ellipses mm-hmm. as to what they stand it's for. It's the
3: unification of the hearts of our customers and the heart of Toyota products. Oh, yep. Yeah. I Googled that. Oh no, that's not
9: what I, that's not that's not what I had learned. Uh-huh. Um, because they were actually saying that uh, Toyota was actually before they started building cars. They were actually a uh, industrial sewing machine manufacturer, mm-hmm. and that's yep. actually a needle and thread, Loom. and that was ah. some symbol that they used. Uh, you know, before they started making cars, because they were actually a sewing machine manufacturer.
1: Mm. Well, that is true. And that is true. they got that needle yep. and
9: thread insignia.
1: That is true. They started out making uh, a, a weaving or sewing no, machines. Yeah. So actually, sewing machines.
3: Uh, um, it, I think it's. Ichiro Toyota actually developed this very special loom that was like yeah. an automatic feeder, so it was a much more efficient yeah. way to to, right. to to weave cloth. Right. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, thank you, John. That's, good. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Thanks see you, you later. Rick. All right. Take care. <laughs> have a good one. Yeah. Actually, That's got a chance good. to
3: see that the actual loom um, on that on the trip I took to, to really. You to the, yeah. You stay Toyota's in touch, John. Yeah. We love all
2: hearing it. from you and uh, all the trivia you have to uh, ask or to offer. And uh, by the way, before we finish up our favorite cars, Rudy was driving a Shelby Cobra. Uh oh. No. <laughs> I did not. I
3: didn't. I didn't picture that. I was thinking Volkswagen Beetle for you. 877
2: <laughs> <laughs> 960 Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. you
6: know, my my favorite thought word they were asking about Toyota was Lamborghini started out building farm tractors after World War II. And as the story goes, Ferrari was building these sports cars and Lamborghini went, and he drove one, and he sent a letter to Ferrari, and he said, hey, here's a couple suggestions for things you could do on your car to make it better. And Ferrari basically just sent back, meh, well, you, you, you go build your tractors, let us worry about the sports cars. So Lamborghini said, all right, buddy, and he started building Lamborghini supercars. And he gave okay. him a run for the money. And, oh,
2: crazy. <laughs> a car? Oh, okay, do we do we're going to Connecticut. Hey, uh, let's go. All, we're all over the place. Um, Steve, good, good morning.
10: Here. Hi, good morning, guys. How are you? Great. We're
2: well, thank you. Thank you for calling Earl Stewart on cars.
10: Yeah, so I've been watching uh, um, Earl for a while now. He's got some really good information for, you know, buyers' tips and, um, you know, ensuring that people get good deals. Thank you. And so, first of all, thank you for, you know, supplying that information to the public. Um and so, why I'm calling you is so I love Toyotas. Um, I've owned about, uh, four or five different ones. And, uh, we just purchased a 2012, uh, 4 uh, in Blizzard Pearl. Mm-hmm. And, um, after we purchased it, it's a great car. It's got the V6 engine in it and we love it. But a couple of days after we purchased it, we found out that, um, there was a possible defect in the blizzard pearl. Hmm. Um, and so there's, there's a Facebook group about it and there appears to be thousands of people oh. uh, with, with blizzard pearl problems. Um, oh. the, the paint literally strips right off the car oh. um, and it goes down to bare metal, which then rust.
5: Mm-hmm.
10: Hmm. Um, and from what I understand um, many of the people who try to call corporate and try to, of course, get this problem fixed, some of them are able to get Toyota to repaint the car, but the majority of my group members have not been able to get Toyota to repaint the car. Hmm. So my question is, are you seeing this problem with, with the white cars? Um, and if you are, Blizzard do you think that Toyota is eventually going to issue some sort of um, service bulletin or or extended warranty on the paint or anything like that
1: steve uh, the, the uh, pearl is what threw me off a little bit we toyota is having problems with uh, uh white paint uh but not the uh, extra cost high white paint which blizzard pearl sounds like the uh the uh, ones that we haven't had problems with mm-hmm. for the uh, the code the paint code is 040 uh for the plain white, plain white yeah. and we've had a lot of problems with that and it's been a particular source of irritation to us uh, the lack of uniformity of response and responding to customers has also been an irritant to me as a Toyota dealer uh, we we are we try to advocate for our customers and sometimes we have to take it up the yeah. ladder uh on their behalf a lot of car dealers uh Toyota dealers or you know on any, any make It's easier for them to turn down a request to do warranty work than fight on behalf of the customer. Uh, You have to find a dealer that will advocate for you and take it up as high as you can. Sometimes parallel efforts will work. You go directly to the manufacturer, and then you let the dealer work Mm -hmm. through his sources, and a dual approach sometimes works. Stu, you have a point?
3: Yeah. um, So you mentioned um, 040 paint, the the plain white paint. So the problem with that was it it oxidized or it just started wearing there is a problem with delamination um as you know steve as you said i'm sorry as you said um it's actually literally peeling off and there's a big problem with that on the older ones um texan alan who's usually here to yeah. to jump on this but um yeah. i just asked him if, to- if he's having an issue getting toy to cover it so i, I have the uh, the text bubbles percolating right now but he is aware of it so we've had some issues even that we've seen
1: yeah steve my advice uh, now that i'm brought up to speed on this and I wasn't aware of it. Uh, that was um, Alan Napier who was a part of the show. He comes in about once a month and uh, he's been my body shop manager, uh, collision repair for many many years. Very knowledgeable. Uh, he says yes. There's a delamination mm-hmm. where the paint does peel and a Toyota obviously as you said is aware of it. So the same thing applies. You just have to be kind of uh, persistent mm-hmm. and uh, find a Toyota dealer in the Connecticut area that will be your advocate with Toyota, uh, try to, here's another little inside secret uh, for uh, auto manufacturers and dealerships. If you have bought a number of cars from that manufacturer, if you bought several Toyotas, if you've been into that dealership on a regular basis for service, there's a loyalty stamp that goes by your name. There's a person in Toyota. That is called the loyalty uh, manager. And they're supposed to take extra good care of the people that have been loyal to okay. Toyota. And this would apply to Chevrolet, I assume to uh, Kia, to uh, Cadillac, whatever model. The manufacturers and the dealers will take special care of their loyal customers. So uh, approach Toyota and hopefully the people that are having the problem have bought more than one Toyota from the fact that they are good, loyal Toyota customers. There's a different person that rules on that, and that's the customer loyalty manager. The other people that deal on it are warranty, and they have to make exceptions called goodwill, and they have to make it just on the basis of do I want to do it or do not want to do it, and they get turned down often. We've had remarkable success because our service manager has had the Uh, intelligence to go to the loyalty person in Toyota and we've had virtually every claim that we've made honored if they have been a good loyal Toyota customer. Uh, That's my Mm. best suggestion to you. I'd like you to check it out, try it, and then call us back if it works or if it doesn't work and I'll try to come up with something else.
10: Yeah well thank you so much. I mean you know some people say oh I won't buy another Toyota after this but you no, know, of course I'll, I'll always buy Toyota. The the car is great. It's just so disappointing that yeah. you know the the paint of of course is doing this because it ma- it makes the car look like it wasn't taken care of, and exactly um, it just devalues it so much. But but those are all good uh, good points. Thank you so much.
1: If you can get the owner of the dealership, and I've done this on more than one occasion, if you can get the owner of the dealership up there, the Toyota dealer in Connecticut near you, to email. Uh, to support you and send it up the line to one of the executives at Toyota and just make a case for why I, what I usually say is Toyota built this car the paint's defective, you admit it. Your paint warranty's only three years that shouldn't be long enough. Uh, a coat of paint or last a lot longer than three years, especially if they take good care of the car, garage and wax the car. So I say you've got a defective product you should honor this to keep Toyota's name, whether the car is out of warranty or in warranty, it should be taken care of. When the owner of the dealership does that, it carries a lot of weight. Yeah. See if they'll do that for you.
10: Okay. Alright, All right. great. Thank you so much, Earl. Thank you, Steve. Have a great Thanks day. for
2: being part of the show, Steve. Give us a call again. We love hearing from... Uh, Anybody from Vermont, wow, beautiful Mm -hmm. Vermont, Uh, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, you can go to youranonymousfeedback.com, voice your opinion. It's a great site. You are completely anonymous. We're going to go to Howard, who's been uh, holding. He gives us a call from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard.
11: Good morning, it's a pleasure talking to you, and uh, uh, Earl Sue is the only person, the only dealership that would mention a lo- uh, a, 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 this manager, uh, loyalty manager, yes. and goodwill. Yes. No other dealership would, would do it, because they figure a lot of people would start complaining, yep. and uh, they would be losing money. No, yeah. so, uh, kudos, kudos, not Stewart, crazy, bro. I'm not that. plugging this. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not getting any money for this. You know, but I just want to uh, mention this to you because uh, I've been dealing with earl for many years. Okay, my question. Okay, uh, I have a, a Camry with the white paint 40 mm. Now there are two different types of white paint. There's 40 and there's the pearl of, uh, pearl.
1: Right, Zero uh, seven
11: Which I think there's no problem with the pearl or white. Am I correct?
1: Well, we have this uh, delamination problem that we talked about uh, with a caller from Vermont, and I wasn't aware it of either, but uh, or Connecticut. Uh, but uh, apparently, it does exist, and our body shop manager, Alan Napier, you know Alan mm-hmm. Howard, and uh, he says he's checking into it right now. But we have had instances of delamination. Delamination means the paint peels off, and the O40 fades. Two different problems, but the uh, the pearl paint is high price, you pay extra for it, and it ought to be a lot better than the 040, which is just ordinary white paint that doesn't have clear coat on it.
11: Okay, now the clear coat, the, uh, the pearl white, uh, I try to touch it up. You have to have two separate applications for that. You yeah. have to touch it up, and then you have to put the clear coat over it. It never comes out right. right. Uh, but that's a, uh, uh, that's, that's a story for another time. Mm. Uh, here's my question. This is very important. Um, I had my uh, tire repaired in Costco, and um, I asked them to put a plug, uh, not a plug, I asked them to open up the tire and patch it from the inside. Mm-hmm. And Costco said, because it was at the edge, edge of the thread near the sidewall, they could not do that, but they plugged it, and they, they, they assured me that the, it, it, it's safe. So I want to speak to Rick to see how safe that tire is.
6: I would replace that tire at your earliest convenience, if not sooner. Uh, Truth be told, plugs are old school and not a very safe repair anyways. The best repair is an internal patch. And actually, the absolute best repair is what's known as a plug patch, where it's a patch put in from the inside that actually has a small plug that seals the hole up. All the way through the the thickness of the tire.
11: Now, Costco told me they could not patch it because all, all the way over to the sidewall, not on the sidewall, where the tread ends at the sidewall. They said it would be impossible to patch that because, it it you know, it, it, the curvature of the tire.
6: And that but part that's is not correct to you. That part is correct. We do not patch tires if it's in the last section of the tread on the outside edges if a nailer screw is in that outer edge of the tread that's in the the no-no zone and we will not repair that tire we say no that tire should be replaced for safety's sake the, no, the no-no zone yep okay, so because sure that that's a safety factor i've been correct? in there before i've been in zone. sorry
3: oh stew <laughs> <laughs>
1: well howard you're going to the right place costco is a uh is a great place to buy tires and and uh, you get the best prices there so uh, great outfit <laughs> i'm not sounds...
11: complaining i'm not complaining about Costco because uh, no. i think they're great <laughs> yeah. but uh, I, as soon as possible i'm going to ch- according to rick i have to change the tire so i'll do it yeah, uh, so. my question to rick is do i have to get this it's a front tire do i have to get the exact same tire that i have on the right side and put on the left side the exact same tire or can i have a different uh, tire a different make Great. Uh, what do you say?
6: You can do it technically, but I would try to match the tires because otherwise, you'll get a difference in the ro- in what's known as the rolling resistance, and the tire will pull. <coughs> Excuse
1: me. Well, Rick, me, sorry. Rick, uh, while you're One side to the other, <laughs> uh, Rick. What if they had the exact specifications? In other words, if you had a Goodyear and a Michelin with identical road rail, road resistance, uh, tire wear index, and all the other specs, as all if all the specs
6: are identical, can you have two different make tires? You can. It just the 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 chain. The uh, issue is the difference in the tread patterns in that is what changes that rolling resistance. And believe it or not, you can have two tires that come off the exact same assembly line, identical tires, and they can have a slight difference in rolling resistance. Right. And if you put one on the right side of the car and one on the left side of the car, it'll pull. Mm -hmm. And if you simply cross them to the other side of the car, the car will run straight as an arrow. So it's it's rolling resistance is the big issue there. And that's that's why we don't recommend mixing brands or even the model of tire on the same axle
11: okay last question so the two tires the two same tires should be in the front can you and the rear can you have a different um uh tire on the left side rear or on the right side i, I don't think there be a problem with the rear am i correct
6: again i would recommend having the same model and brand of tire on the axle because what's going to happen when you go to rotate those tires? They're going to go to gotcha. the front anyway, so you're going to get that pull.
11: Well, there's one thing you could do, not rotate the tires. How about that one?
6: And then you would have increased wear on those tires, and they wouldn't last near as long. I mean, if you okay, want to get the you. best life out of your tires for the money that you're going to spend, you they need to be rotated every 5,000 miles.
11: Great. Thank you very much. As, as, as usual, you, uh, you imparted a lot of knowledge into me, which uh, I don't have that much knowledge.
1: Thanks, Howard. You're the yes. maven
11: of the, of the show. Yes, show. Thank great. you again, and uh, have a good day.
1: You too, Art.
2: That's uh, that's our Rick. He's a book of knowledge. Okay, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Any question at all is a good question, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Don't forget we have that mystery shopping report coming up, and so much more. A lot of we. I'll tell you what we've covered a lot of information today. We sure. Hey, have. We have Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <Yeah. laughs> okay, we're going to go to Frank, and uh, Frank's calling us from Jupiter Farms.
12: Well, good morning, and um, as one other gentleman said, happy Mother's Day a uh, day early.
2: Oh, thank, thank you, Frank. It's good to hear your voice.
12: Okay, there's a multitude of things. I'll try and keep it down to a minimum. Um, on Tuesday, I got a drive up to Patrick Air Force Base, where I retired many years ago, and I heard a brief, and when I was in another room and I missed the rest of it, about the love bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a preventive I know not to do the cooking spray I heard that part of it and then when I walked to the other room I lost something heard something about fabric sheets that's more for cleaning but is there anything you can actually do for the front of your car other than maybe a screen to
6: help prevent all those love bugs.
1: To prepare it ahead of time you mean? Before the love bugs
6: Yeah. Uh, Wash it well and get a good coat of uh, any brand of Wax, a good quality brand wax that has a good carnauba content in it. And on the windshield, it's the best you can do. As a matter of fact, rain X on the windshield or, you know, if you don't want to go with the rain X. Use simple car wax on the windshield. It yeah. will help to reduce. Unfortunately, their sticking.
3: For, you know, for like all those the nooks and crannies, the headlights, you know, in the grill. I mean, really, I guess those yeah. those nets look terrible, but maybe that's yeah. the only thing that keeps them
6: out of the nooks and that's, crannies. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And then when you get where you're going, uh, swing into one of those coin operated car washes and just use that high pressure rinse to really blast them off of there and get rid of them quickly, because they're they're innards can start to eat into the paint. So you don't well, want to leave them on there that. very long.
12: The, well, the other, the other option I was thinking about, and the rates are high right now, is just going to rent a car for the day. <laughs> there but, you go. Uh, yeah. or, or I know you guys are very liberal on your car um, test drives for a whole day. So, I mean, That's true. I'm just teasing about Just buy it and return um, it. Back to the cars. I, I love hearing um, Earl talk about his GTO judge and things like that. And... Um, <laughs> One of my first cars I really liked, um, I was a cleaner at Eastern Airlines, cleaning the floors and other mechanics from the Air Force.
5: Uh-huh. And
12: I was in ROTC, University of Miami. So one of the guys took me for a ride in his Porsche, oh, boy. an old 356. And I was used to cars that went in fast in straight lines. This car went fast in turns. Huh, yeah. When we came well, up to 8.36 on the Palmetto, I thought, I'm going to die. I just sat there, I didn't scream, I just said, I'm prepared to die. <laughs> and when we lived through that turn, I go, wow, that's a different feeling. It, is, isn't and, it? Uh, I yeah. treated myself, um, my first Porsche was a 70 911T with six carburetors. You're trying to psyched up with the unison. By the time you had the fifth one going, the first one was out a lot. Anyway, hmm. um, I was at Air Force in Duke Field, and I treated myself to a brand new 911S off the showroom floor. Wow. That was probably my neatest car, the um, <laughs> That's a good visibility one. out in front, <laughs> the front, the cornering. Once I learned how to drive it, you know,
5: once,
12: <laughs> um, that you never let off. But anyway, wow. enough for cars. Another thing, I just came back from Italy, and I saw the coolest little Toyota, and I was trying to get a picture to show you because it was as, the smallest Toyota I ever saw.
5: Mm-hmm.
12: Um, the best description I have, and you're going to love this, this is it's absolutely comical. The color was blue. Um, wow. What type it was, I really don't know, but obviously they got different cars over there. Smurf yeah. blue. And, it, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know. But I'll, I'll try and find a picture sometime. I wanted to go to a car dealership to see if they had dealer fees like we got here in the states, but
3: that didn't permit. Wow.
1: You know, in Japan they sell cars one door million, to the
3: door. One million euros.
12: <laughs> they,
1: knock, they knock on the door, and, uh, and that's it's a completely different system in Japan the way cars are sold.
12: Yeah. No. It's. Um, it's, it's the one thing that really obviously struck me again, because I have not been there for a while, is the price of the gas. It was well over eight dollars a gallon. Crazy. But, um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's and, um, by the, I, the story about the Lamborghini and the Ferrari, very true. Mm-hmm. Um, many years ago, I was at a, a farmhouse buying some cheese. The, the Parmesan cheese up there is fabulous. And you see this guy in his coveralls, and you know this and that. And um, somehow we were talking about cars. He "You want to see my car?" You go in the barn and he has a nice, beautiful Lamborghini sitting in among the hay bales, mm-hmm. and um, they like their Lambos and they all obviously like their um, Ferraris. But that's a very true story about the the deal about tractors and stuff.
1: Frank, do you know who owns yeah. Lamborghini
12: now? I don't. Chrysler.
1: Yeah. Oh if you want to, you want to have it. some fun, pull up alongside of a Lam- Lamborghini at the stoplight and say, "Hey, that's a nice looking Chrysler you're driving." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whoa. Uh, hey, Frank. But, um, uh you're killing me. You're, you're in Italy, uh you're talking about parmesan cheese. Uh I I I'm 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 checking out. I'm not going to do the rest of the show. I'm going to go get a Hello. pizza. Hey, where were you in Italy? Yeah,
12: that's not a bad idea. We flew into Milan for a week, oh, and then I had a my a heart convention. be still. I, I do metal detecting. I sell metal detectors, and I help people find their lost rings and keys on the beach. Oh. And um, was the company um, that makes the machines is called Mine Lab from Australia, and they had their convention last year in, in Arizona near Phoenix. Mm. At a share in a ranch 400 acres of four hundred acres with horses and coyotes. Oh. This year it was in Sardinia.
2: Oh, I have never
12: been to Sardinia. Wow! Oh, My goodness, beautiful. But you got to put that on your bucket list.
2: I am um, going to change time my time. job description, <laughs> Frank. Uh, I didn't hear you say anything earlier about these laundry sheets that they use for the love bugs, but that's one of the well m- more efficient. Uh, way to uh, get rid of them in the residue. Frank, thanks so much for calling. We love hearing from you.
12: Okay, no problem. We'll we'll chat later. You Have a nice day. Thank
2: you. You too. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three
1: zero. Got some text here. Wonderful. And, and we got some YouTubes too.
3: Yep. Yeah. Um, it must be the humidity. Maybe it's the temperature, but every question is about love bugs.
1: We'll
2: choose. <laughs> and we have
3: to, we have to answer Anne Marie. Anne Marie is our longtime regular texter. She says, Good morning. Happy Mother's Day, Nancy.
2: Oh, uh, happy Mother's Day.
3: It is love bug I season. <laughs> so she has several questions. Number one, and I think we've addressed some of the things, but we'll just move through it quickly. If we use a dryer sheet to knock off the worst of love bugs right before washing, could that harm the finish? I think the consensus is no, we're okay with dryer sheets. Okay I with dryer yeah, ship. Can,
1: can I give my little trivia yeah. on love bugs? I didn't know this, but a stu- uh, Rick said earlier the innards of the love bug eats away the paint. Yeah, it's very acidic. Not, true. Not true. Really? No, it's no? The, It's the the innards of the love bug are, are no problem. The bacteria that attacks the innards of the love bug after the love bug ah. innards have been pasted on your car for a while, so. If you uh, wash it off anytime within a few hours of the incident, you have no problem. So that it, smell is. When you let it sit there for a day or two, uh, that's the bacteria that come up to eat the innards that also eat your paint. Right. So
6: if we could get some love bug antibiotics there goes my into our. Probiotics. Cheese. That would solve it. <laughs> there we love go. Ups. There we go. <laughs> okay, I'm really grossed out now. Um,
3: next, is waxing the car and washing <clears throat> the bugs off promptly helps protect the paint. But what can be done to protect the windshield for better visibility? Would Rain-X help? And yes, it will. So try yep. some Rain-X. Rain-X is a is a miracle product. Um, should a driver carry a gallon of windshield wiper wiper fluid to clear those nasty smearing bugs? You know, I got to say, I think uh, I'm an overuser of my window washing function in my car. That can't hurt on a trip. So, nope. yeah,
1: definitely no, can't it hurt. Can't,
2: can't hurt at Throw all. I have one in, in trunk. my trunk.
3: Yeah, if you got room for it, put it in the trunk.
1: There's an idea for an after-sale product. You'd have a huge jug right. uh, for, uh, you know, to sell people during love bug season yeah. and charge them $1,000 for it or something like Just
3: that. Just stand there on the, at a turnpike plaza and, yeah. you know. You stuff. car dealers. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Um, You'll see
2: me right out there, guys. <laughs> there you go.
3: <laughs> and then Nancy, else, uh, Nancy, sorry, Amory chimed in. She's her f- most fun car to drive was a Fiat Spider 854 on the floor, two-seater convertible. I had one of those. Did you? We used to sell them. was one. a Fiat dealer, yeah. That's right. Unfortunately, it started seeing the mechanic more than me, so we had to part ways. But, boy, was it fun when it was running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: you know what? They're easily picked up. <laughs> That's true. I, exactly. have a, I, ha- I have a funny. My youngest daughter had that car, and she went off to uh, John I. Leonard to high school, and she parked her car, came out, and her car was gone. Her (laughs) high school friends decided to pull a prank on her. And just carried it away. And they just (laughs) carried it away, and they put it in another location. Oh, that's (laughs) funny.
3: Okay, so we have uh, Linda, who is one of our top fans, and she's she's there every single week. She just wants to chime in. She says, I love my Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme Burgundy with white and tear. 1975 Cutlass Supreme. That is a classic car. And then also, Linda also wants to know a question. We were talking about tires Can can I jump in
1: as uh, as an old guy? Yeah, The Cutlass... Used to be the number one selling car in America. Oldsmobile Cutlass (laughs) was number one for one year. Used to be Chevrolet, Chevrolet, and then Pontiac was struggling, and Oldsmobile came along, and the Cutlass was number one. Yeah,
2: well, you know what? I will never. I I am (laughs) constantly told about buying a Cutlass for my middle daughter. She was devastated that I bought her a Cutlass. She said, This is a piece of. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Linda would disagree with you. Uh, Linda, we were talking about patching tires and all that. She wanted to know, uh, what about Tire Kingdom for purchasing tires?
1: It, it's a good place. Uh, like all tire manufacturers or, or sellers, retailers, uh, you have to be careful. Uh, tire Kingdom uh, won, threatened to sue me one time because I did a mystery shopping report who? on tire sellers. Who, who hasn't? Really? A lot of people threaten, <laughs> really? but you notice they never sue me. Right. They they threaten because the truth is my defense, and I tell the truth. So uh, the actually the owner, I was very impressed. The owner of Tire Kingdom called me, and then he wrote me a letter. I had done a shop on a Tire Kingdom store several years ago, and the column got re-run. And since then, they cleaned up their act. I like to take credit for the fact that they may not have cleaned up their act had not I done. Mr. Shopping Report. So Mm -hmm. I believe Tire Kingdom uh, has has cleaned up their act. But when you buy tires, you want to get an out-the-door price, just like you get an out-the-door price on a car. You want to be sure, okay, the tire costs this much. What's it cost to mount it, rotate it, balance it? Uh, uh, What about road hazard insurance and all the other Mickey Mouse stuff? Uh, This tax, that tax. Say, if I wrote you a check for those four tires that I want to buy, What is the amount of that check? And you can divide that by four, and that's what the tire costs. But they won't give you that.
3: They'll just give you the raw cost of the tire. So buyer beware when you buy tires. That is true. All right, so I uh, did the fun ones first. Here's one. Uh, In the end, this is from a guy named Fred. In the end, Earl actually charges more than other dealerships. I got a 2019 Corolla LE for $16,000 out the door. Uh, Go to his website, yours. You pay around Mm -hmm.
1: $18,500. Well, that's what competition is all about. I don't believe that, but if it were true, then you should buy the car from the other dealer. And I put all of my prices online. We quote them on the telephone. Don't even have to come into the dealership. Uh... We have posted prices on all New Year's cars, So you take the car you want to buy from me, and then you compare it with all the other competitors, and you buy it at the lowest price. And if you can save $2,000 over my price, you should do it. It's called the free marketplace. And that is your right as an American to shop and compare. I'm the only car dealer that will give you that right. So you i have to be careful because I'm lapsing into an infomercial, and yeah. I apologize yeah. for that. But he got my dire up a little yeah, bit. No, no, no,
2: yeah, no, not exactly. And, and, and let me add to this: Those there isn't. Raise it up. <laughs> I, I can, I can guarantee this, ladies and gentlemen. Is there another car dealer? Who would share such your inf- transparency? Your, your uh, no, it's just being Earl's caring for the man. consumer, mm-hmm. caring for the consumer. And you out there, you have the control to go anywhere you want and purchase a vehicle. I'm just sharing Pull transparency. Together. <laughs> <laughs> Pull yourself together. We love okay. you, Daddy. Yeah. Okay, we're going <laughs> to. You wait know, you till after this show. You wait. <laughs> yeah, okay, How we doing do all the time. We're good, but we got we, Dave and Boyntons on the go, line. Yeah. We're going to go to Dave and Boynton. Hi, Dave.
13: Hey. Good morning. How you doing?
2: We're doing good. How you doing? That's
13: good. I'm doing pretty good. I was um I was just wondering, you guys are you at the the dealership? Is all the construction work pretty much finished? Or you got more to go? Yeah, yeah. It's
1: <laughs> almost, we're, finished. We're we're almost finished. Almost finished. We hope. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I been going on a long time. Really that, nice. was, that was
2: a week, yeah. <laughs> <chance>? <laughs> oh, go ahead.
3: No, we're all done. We're just putting Perfect. furniture in yeah. right now. So yeah, we're. We just got a, a few more details. Weeks. Yeah. yeah, the, fi- details. the finer yeah. points. Is there
13: any <laughs> chance that... If you got radio listeners or customers that were interested, are you guys going to have any kind of a walking tour to show what's available now or anything like that? We'll take
1: you on a tour anytime. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Wait till the 22nd of May because that's when our giant 1,000-gallon fish tank. Right. We, we have a uh, fish oh. tank that is so tall it reaches through the ceiling. You can you can bend over and walk in and get inside the fish tank and see all the fish. 1,000 gallons, the world's largest fish tank, and it will be installed wow. on the 22nd. That's right.
2: We. right guarantee you an okay. exciting tour
1: called an aquarium
2: actually
3: but <laughs> we're, actually, we're, we're calling it an aquarium right?
0: yeah
13: that sounds good uh, one other quick question because I was listening last week and um, I was just making sure I was hearing you correctly what when your salespeople you know um, speak to customers do you guys have a no haggle and no dickering format or do you or do you uh, you know do you just have one set price from the start or how's that go?
1: Yeah, Dave, we put our lowest price on every car, market on every car. We put it online on every car. Our, okay. our out-the-door price, we only add government fees. There's no hidden fees. you got to pay sales tax and license plate. That's it. So uh, we encourage people. We realize that we're not always going to have the lowest price. We had a caller or a texture earlier. earlier. Yeah. The city found a, a car at a much lower price, and I said, more power to you. You're an educated consumer. You shop and compare. thing you have to be careful uh-huh. of is when the other prices are quoted to you, are you getting truly an out-the-door price? But, yeah, that's no okay. haggle, no hassle, lowest price on every car.
13: And do you, do you find your salespeople enjoy that better than the old method of haggling and stuff and going back and forth to oh, the manager? Oh, by managers? far, yeah.
1: By far. Kind of they don't have to explain the prices. They don't have to apologize for the bait-and-switch advertising. Our mystery shopping reports yeah. almost every week we have a salesman that says, I'm sorry, but that's not a price you really have to can pay. Uh, that's a price to get you to come in. This is what the price really is. So it's a lot of pressure uh-huh. on the salespeople trying to explain away their...
13: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, the only other comment I just wanted to make was that there's a billboard across from Hobby Lobby on North Lake Boulevard was saying you guys have the best-rated new car new car department and sales and service department yes. service department rather. Yes. Which is pretty impressive. So congratulations on yeah, that. And that was a
1: Palm Beach Post survey that uh, uh, yeah. surveyed all the yeah. yeah. That was very quite an honor. We we're very proud of that.
13: Yeah. Well, I'll definitely take you up on stopping in after May 22nd and take a look. So.
1: Look at the Thank fish. So mm-hmm. check, check the, the fish, out. fish out. Thank you, Dave.
3: Yeah, we're also getting uh, okay. Google photographers to come through and do like a 3D walkthrough as soon as everything's in place. So yeah. you don't have to drive to the dealership. Everything's show, online. How
1: did this show turn into an infomercial?
2: It'll be great. Yeah. A virtual tour. Well, I'm not
1: have to pay the radio station.
3: I'm going to ba- raise all our for prices. For this airtime. Okay,
1: let's get, back, let's get back to business
3: here. Hey, it's free speech. <laughs> well, we do have one more question on the topic, uh, <laughs> Linda, on Facebook wants to know if, Earl, if you are getting in the fish tank with your Speedos. <laughs> hmm. No, I'm going to answer for for Earl. That's not going to happen. Is, i will
1: Linda, no. Linda uh, Linda's a Facebook friend, and she is always goading me into embarrassing myself. Uh, 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 right. Okay,
2: I have something to say. Linda's an instigator.
1: Yes. I'll tell you what I'll do. If you'll give, give $5,000 to Big you, Dog Linda. Ranch Rescue, I'll get into the fish tank and my Speedo. How much water do you displace? Uh, 5, $5,000 to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Okay, we're
2: <laughs> okay. well, hold on a second. We're going to have to have an auction. $1,000 isn't going to do it. It's going to take a whole lot more I than that. I 5, said $5,000. <laughs> th- that's peanuts. Uh-huh,
1: okay.
3: okay. We'll have an auction. Okay.
1: We should let's have an auction. Let's move along $50,000. We're,
3: we're caught up. We're good. We're caught up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have some YouTubes. Right? We some right? YouTubes here. Well,
2: Rick says, what the heck?
6: Oops. What <laughs> I'm just hanging all- on. That's all.
2: <laughs> What's going uh, on here?
6: <laughs> Raymond is asking, how long has Earl and Nancy been married? 17 uh, years. That's
2: confidential. I'm going to have to take off
6: my <laughs> ring here. Okay.
2: We've been together 30. You're, you're and coming up we've on been s- married 16 for years. 16. Two, two weeks.
3: <laughs> I can tell you, you don't have to check your ring. <laughs> Sixteen years. Okay, sixteen. Yeah. Thank you, Stu. Yeah. I'm not good with dates.
2: Thanks, too Reason I know,
3: I've been married seventeen years. Oh.
2: <laughs> but you guys been together
3: since the beginning of time.
2: Yeah, Last Supper. We were at the Last Supper together. Let's get to the
6: YouTube. So we got some okay. That. Uh, Dino is asking. He says he was looking at a new Lincoln MKC for his wife. But he says he's heard they have issues with the EcoBoost motor, and wants to know what would we recommend as a luxury small SUV. And just as, as they're commenting back and forth here, Angel also was stepping in to say, "Hey," he says he's owned a 14 Ford Escape and a 17 Escape and had no real issues with the 2.0 EcoBoost engine. Says he's now in a 19 Edge with a 2.0 and hasn't had issues. But Dino has said he's seen, seen quite a few horror stories on the internet about the 2.0 turbocharged EcoBoost Ford motor, so he's wondering: Is there a a small SUV that we would recommend as a, a luxury vehicle? Lexus. Well, Lexus. I, I like the Lexus RXs. Um, well, the, Consumer the,
1: Reports likes them. I Me. Mean, That's more even more important. Uh, they rank Lexus the number one luxury car, and so. Uh, you can't go wrong. I, yeah. I'd, be, I, I'd be nervous about a Lincoln luxury car. I mean, buying a Lincoln, I'd be nervous about a Cadillac. To be honest with you, uh, they I trust have, a Lincoln you know, more yeah. than a Cadillac, though. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But I, you can't go wrong with Lexus. It's a, or I
6: would say maybe even Infinity. So our our consensus pretty much yeah. Lexus or Infinity, maybe Acura. Acura too. Yeah. Acura, I think. Acura being a Honda product, yeah. I think they make a a fantastic. Yeah. Quality vehicle, yeah.
1: Number and one luxury car per Consumer Reports, year after year after year is
6: Lexus. Well, there we go. There you go. And let's see my last one here. Um, oh, uh, M. Av. Just commenting to say he says uh last week he t- had asked us about an issue we had where his car was pulling to the side. He would had an alignment uh, done a couple times. It was still pulling. We recommended to cross his front tires, and he says that solved the issue. Fantastic. And then we have one other here. Ah, L.J. says he was in the AutoNation showroom, was looking at a car, and he says they told him that they had three people in the showroom looking at the car he was looking at. So you kind of wonder about AutoNation. That would make four people looking at the same car. Hmm. He doesn't say whether he bought it or not, but uh, he was looking. Mm -hmm.
1: AutoNation, as we said earlier, uh, has announced uh, to their stockholders anyway, and the trade journals, they haven't made a public uh, saying about this, but they've raised their prices. Uh, You won't ever hear an AutoNation car dealer tell you that, but if you're buying a car from an AutoNation dealer, and chances are you might be because they're the largest retailer of cars in the USA, uh, you're paying more money. Automation, so enough is enough. Uh, our profit margins are too low. We have a duty to our stockholders to make a profit. And they actually accepted the fact of selling fewer cars at a higher price. So beware if you're buying from an AutoNation store.
2: Great advice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that you can go to youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love to hear from you if uh, you'd like to share any of uh, your uh, suggestions, opinions, how we can make the show better, whatever. And you do remain anonymous. Youranonymousfeedback.com And don't forget to pick yourself up a uh, copy of the Consumer Report. Been a lot of questions about a lot of cars and their popularity. Consumer Report, it just has reviews, ratings, everything. It will do you well, 877 960 and we've got a mystery shopping report coming up soon from uh, Green Acres Nissan, so stay tuned for that.
1: Got a couple texts coming in, too.
3: Yeah, we have one that says, um, is there a difference between an all-season tire and an all-weather tire?
1: I don't think so. Mm. Uh, sounds pretty much the same to me.
6: Yeah, I, th- I think those are meant just as uh, interchangeable terms. Um and there, those are more for southern states, areas where we don't see the big drastic changes, like up north, where a lot of places you need to switch to your winter tires versus summer tires for some of those really bad winter months.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Boy, it was nothing like it. Everybody was talking, oh, I got to switch to my winter tires. The snows yep. come, you know, that kind of like yesterday.
6: Those studded snow tires. Yeah. And never had to deal uh, with that.
2: How about those chains?
6: Like I said, the answer
1: is no. The answer is no. <laughs> I never had to mess with the chains. Didn't ever mess up. <laughs> Earl can't appreciate it. This Florida it. boy
2: finds an
3: alien conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's one. This is from Glenna in Waycross, Georgia, and it's a sad one. that says, this Mother's Day is a sad one for my family. We recently took the keys from my mom, and she resents me and my sisters for doing this. It's ah. a hard part of life that we all have to deal with at one point. That's Glenna in, in Waycross, and that's true. It is a tough one um My hopefully with you, know, with you know with ride sharing and uh, down the road a little bit autonomous vehicles might solve this yeah, problem uber, i uh
1: you know glenna if you're listening uh uber is just an amazing functionary kind of a thing you know I get a lot of publicity they had their ipo the other day i didn't do so well but uh it's a great service and uh, download the Uber app on your mom 's smartphone if she doesn 't have one.
3: Get her a smartphone. Uh, one of the coolest things we 've seen recently is Lyft and they offered a, a subscription service it 's two hundred and ninety nine dollars a month and you get about four hundred and fifty dollars worth of rides for them mm-hmm. and it 's great for somebody 's just going to the store back and forth doing errands so um Look into that, Glenna, and um, it looks like a pretty good deal. Yeah, and a lot that, of people don't crazy. even
1: put 299 miles a month on, the, on their car. <laughs> there are a lot of folks out there, elderly people. They go to the doctor and home. They go to Publix and home. That's it. And that's it. Yep. Yeah. And they might put uh, 50 miles a month. Yeah, uh, And Uber is perfect for them or Lyft.
3: Yeah. It's, it's one of these things yeah. where it seems a little scary at first, you know, you know, a stranger. And I remember the first time we got an Uber, and it, it was a little strange. And you realize... This is normal. This is what people are doing, yeah. you know, millions yeah. of people. It's well, like, this we is, is all, great, yeah.
2: all great advice, guys. Truly it is. But my heart goes out for this woman. Yeah. Because when you have your freedom machine taken away from you, you know, I, 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 don't, know how yeah. you, I don't know how the kids are going to deal with it. And like the guys just said here about Uber, about Lyft, is she ready for that? No, you're right. I don't know. It's going to take some time. What a sensitive topic. A sensitive subject my husband his uncle he had his freedom machine sitting out in the driveway he never used it but it was right there it was right there he knew it was there and it just tears a piece of your heart out whenever you lose your freedom machine and if i'm talking with passion it's because someday i know the same thing's going to happen to me i'm looking at 80 i'm not looking back at 60 so it's all out there for us and it's sensitive Happy Mother's Day.
6: Hand them over. We got another uh, YouTube here. (laughs) Yep. Scott Anderson is asking, he says, I recently got an 07 Camry, and this one falls right in, with only 28,000 miles on a 12-year-old car. Hmm. It's really low mileage, I know, so any special maintenance I should do since it's age and low mileage. And truth be told, I'm going to stick with the old standby Get the factory recommended maintenance schedule. If if the book isn't in the glove box, you can pull it up online from Toyota and follow the factory recommended maintenance schedule for that car and you cannot go wrong. And you'll
1: find out something that'll surprise you that you need to take the car in every six months, even if you don't drive the car. So it isn't one thousand, two thousand, ten thousand. It doesn't make any difference. Every six months, and a lot of people, low-mileage drivers, can't understand that. And without getting into a lot of detail, um, there's a good reason to change your oil, have your tires checked, and other things on your car. Time is your enemy, just like mileage, and it is actually sometimes worse than mileage. Not driving a car is actually worse than driving it. So six months every time, that's usually a good rule of thumb. It is. That's perfect. Very good. Okay, are we uh, anywhere? Do we have another text, or we got uh, that? Was that one there? Yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, I have something I wanted to mention <clears throat> on the general side of the nature of the automobile market. Um, I spent some time yesterday afternoon. I uh, took a rare boat trip, which I don't do often. And on the boat was a, a banker from Comerica, a friend of a friend of mine. And we had a long talk about the industry. Uh, Comerica is a uh, a Michigan-based bank and they have uh, a huge affiliation with auto dealers uh, all around the country. Uh, they're very, very much on top of the retail automobile market and they do a lot of floor planning and financing uh, of, for car dealers. Uh, they're very concerned about the future of the automobile business and we we compare notes. Just want you to know that the bankers are thinking about some of the same things that we've discussed on this show. Is what will happen 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now? You're seeing it in the news. You're reading about it. Uh, autonomous cars, all-electric cars, ride-sharing. This is all happening, folks. And uh, the way we think of cars, the way we drive cars is, is changing. And your kids and your grandkids are going to have a whole different experience out there. Uh, think about this. It can affect you in the short run. We talked about that a little bit earlier with automation and raising prices of cars and how you buy cars. We talked about uh, haggling and hassling one price uh, dealer fees hidden fees. a lot of this stuff is going to go away because you won't be buying cars anymore. You will be walking out on the street hitting your app somebody's going to pull up and take you to the store and back different one will take you back that took you to the store and the Event will be painless, seamless, and be much less expensive than what we're doing now with cars. So, heads up. and uh,
2: It'll be an amazing time. It like, won't be.
1: I wish I would be, I be mean, around. C- yeah. Wouldn't
2: you like to just look into a crystal ball after we're gone and just see how everybody's sort of like buzzing around? I'd like to see how the millennials, to the Gen X, uh, all of these yeah. generations. We're going to be dealing with all of that.
3: What I think is funny is like when we people think about the future of cars, you know, going back to the 60s and 50s, nobody really predicted what the real future in the future is amazing. The present is amazing, but I think everybody thought we're going to have flying cars and yeah. and things like it's that. it could be like the Jetsons. The <laughs> idea that it was self-driving and also the the total change in the with the sharing economy, mm-hmm. uh, unpredictable. 20 years ago, or ten the years. Average, ago. The, the average car owner
1: uses his car five percent of the time. Yeah. Now. Uh, think about this objectively. you're spending an average of forty thousand dollars above what the average car costs new car forty thousand dollars and you're only using that product five percent of the time.
3: It's like your toothbrush, yeah But your oh. toothbrush is changing.
1: <laughs> so some people use it oh, changing. some people use it ten percent or twenty percent right some people we'll use some it at one percent and so now you're gonna be able to do it piecemeal you you'll buy. Uh, one fraction of 1% uh, to go to the store and come back, and you never use the car again for six
6: months. Well, it's kind of like in Europe. They complain about the high fuel price over there, but when you buy fuel in Europe, you're paying for your insurance. So those who use more fuel spend more for insurance. Those who only use a little bit only spend a little on insurance. Sounds fair to me, yeah. I'd, I'd rather have that than paying for insurance. While my truck sits in a parking lot doing nothing and is certainly doesn't need insurance for that.
1: Let's get into the uh, mystery shopping report. Uh, we shopped Green Acres Nissan. And uh, we had a, such a good time last week when we mystery shopped JM Lexus. John from Palm City called in and congratulated us on finding uh, an amazing dealer, an A rated, our highest rated dealer ever JM Lexus. I'll say it again you want to buy a Lexus? Drive. 50 miles, drive 100 miles, or get on the phone. They might deliver the car to you. Buy your car from J.M. Lexus if you want to buy a Lexus.
2: I'm going to remind the audience that their vote is really important on this mystery shop. We love hearing how you rate these mystery shops, and we do a lot of work in regards to the mystery shop. So join us, 772-497-6530.
1: Okay, Agent Thunder investigated Lexus's experiment on honesty and transparency, uh, Lexus Plus. We were skeptical that reality would live up to the promise, but it turned out that JM Lexus actually pulled it off and delivered a true one-price, one-person sales experience. Lowest price on every car. You only talk to one person. You don't go back and forth. You don't get someone trying to sell you accessories, somebody else trying to sell you a car, somebody else trying to extend a service contract. It was a seamless, painless experience. Uh, The only poor mark they received, uh, JM Lexus, was for charging a $59 dealer fee they called the electronic registration filing fee. And we just think that was a a glitch. Uh, I have a call. I meant to call uh, the uh, president of JM Lexus and tell him about this. I'm sure they'll change that. But that's nickel and dime stuff compared to the overall picture. A-rated Lexus dealer. Uh, to keep things interesting this week, we decided to shift gears, get back into the mud again with the investigation of a too-good-to-be-true car dealer on a too-good-to-be-true advertisement. Make things uh, even more interesting. Our we took us to a car dealership. We never mystery shopped. I didn't realize that. I thought we'd hit everybody. Mm-hmm. But we went to Green Acres Nissan. Yeah,
3: they're pretty new.
1: Yeah. It's in the Lake Worth Market. Uh, they opened just two years ago. And uh, <clears throat> we think it's partly owned by Terry Taylor auto group terry taylor is a name you won't hear except here on this show terry taylor is the largest private owner of car dealerships Uh, he's almost as big as auto nation but he owns all the car dealerships personally it's not a publicly traded company he has partners it's an llc if you attorneys out there know what that is it's a it's a uh uh, sharing sort of a thing where you have a managing general partner and terry taylor is the boss mm. of all these dealerships amazing thing he's done I, i've known terry taylor for 40 years his general manager and partner mike pinocchio, pinocchio. Oh,
3: i thought it was pinocchio is that pinocchio? No, pinocchio pinocchio i'm oh, sorry pinocchio. sorry mike
1: Mike Panaccio is email. also, uh, he's never heard that one before, right? I'm sorry. Uh, Mike <laughs> Panaccio is also a managing partner at Terry Taylor's. Managing partner as opposed to general partner. Uh, but Terry Taylor, he pulls the strings. this uh, He owns Southern 441 Nissan in Royal Palm Beach. Green Nissan is a pretty buy dealership Big, big, <laughs> Bi- sorry,
3: big. Thank <laughs> you. What time did you type this report? Don't ask. 2 a.m.? I, I perform best under yeah. pressure. Nancy asked me that minute. question. <laughs>
1: when did Stu type the
3: report? This is what I did in college. Yeah.
1: Uh, 300 new Nissans in stock. That's a big Nissan dealer. It is difficult to determine the size of their used car operation because this store pulls it with the used car inventory of all the other franchises that they have. On their website, we saw an ad for a new 2019 Nissan Rogue Sport for just $89 per month.
3: Mm-mm-mm. Now, that's a good payment. Do people
1: really wow. believe that? Do people really believe that you can buy a car for $89 a month? I yes. guess. I guess so. Uh, there's no free lunch, folks. Uh, it's just absolutely – but it works. So what can I tell you? And the car dealers know it works.
3: And we talked about it last week. The average car payment is over $500 a month. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you see something like that, you got to check it out. It works yeah. for
1: people who probably never bought a car. They say, oh, $89. No problem. This ad for a super low car payment was similar. to The ad we investigated at Mazda Palm Beach, but this one was arguably more deceptive. Definitely more deceptive. I'll say that right up front. I got a picture of the ad right in front of me. It's almost ludicrous how how fine the fine print is. And that's actual size. Yeah, that's actual size. I mean, you, you can't read it. You need a, a magnifying glass, and you got to do a screenshot and blow it up. Uh, the most visible part of this ad is the big, bold $89 monthly payment. The next most visible for, uh, phrase also in large font and bold right below the payment is $0 down. So, it sounds like uh, it's got 0 down, $89 a month. It sounds like what it can't be. The ad looks like it's offering $89 payment with $0 down, but the actual offer is is stupid. $89 per month or 0 down, it just... Makes no you sense. You get
3: $89 a month or put nothing down and have a giant payment. <laughs> and,
1: and they study this. They, sp- they spend hours coming up with this This agency. They say, that's it. That makes the suckers think that they could buy this for $89 a month and zero down. And people come in and they believe it, but I, I don't know. The ad looks like it's saw Okay. The next most visible element appears to be a sale price of $20,710. Of course, there is a nearly, inv- it's invisible. It's not nearly invisible. It is invisible without a ma- magnifying glass. The other glass. thing
3: I noticed they, they do, they put everything in all caps. So when you have all caps in fine print, it's, it makes it even harder to okay, read run. Exactly. You know, it runs yeah. it all together. Yeah.
1: Now, we blew it up, and I'll read it to you. I won't read the detail, but they've got the VIN. Plus tax, title, license, and $999 dealer fee. Lease for 36 months with approved financing through Nissan Motor Acceptance Corporation it includes taxes, title, and license. Four thousand nine hundred ninety dollars. Four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars due at signing. Includes first payment. Twelve thousand miles per year. Zero security deposit. Selling price on lease. That's interesting. Twenty thousand two
3: hundred ten. That is interesting. It's in- interesting because the sale price on the purchase price is twenty thousand. Yeah. three thousand dollars less. Yeah,
1: so that means they mark the <laughs> lease price up two thousand yeah. dollars. Must take delivery from new dealer stock. See dealer for details. That's a that's a That's a a lot in that phrase. It's only on one car, the VIN number, and it's one in stock. And if that's the car is not there, you can't find it. They're sold. All bets are off, and they can move you to any other car.
6: And they don't even tell you what the mileage fee is for over twelve thousand miles a year. No. That's true.
1: No. So right away we can see the offer is good on just one vehicle, as identified by the VIN. And the fine print disclosure. We can also see that the offer now requires five thousand dollars down payment plus another thousand, nine ninety nine, plus sales tax on the down payment, another three fifty, plus tax tag and title, two fifty or so. Bottom line, we're looking at close to seven thousand dollars in down payment, which is just Absurd Not on a lease. That's on a lease makes no 7, sense. Seven thousand, and the ad says zero down. You right. think right? Okay. <laughs> this is very probably one of the most deceptive ads that you'll see. Agent Thunder's mission was to go to Green Acres Nissan, inquire about the ad. By the way, that's in the Lake Worth area. A lot of people don't know where Green Acres is.
3: I think of the uh, sh- the old show with Eddie Albert. I, I do. Mm-hmm.
1: Green Acres is a place. You to said be. you wouldn't sing. That's right. I am sorry. Yes,
2: and I think of Poe folks. <laughs> play
1: a yeah. We want to know what so would good. happen to the uh, offer when our shopper couldn't come up with a down payment. Here's the report, speaking in the first person. I headed down to Green Acres Nissan as soon as I got my orders. On the way, I thought about how I would play things with the Edcar Car be available. I parked, walked around a lot, headed inside. I was impressed. It was modern, beautifully designed. It's really nice looking. Yeah. Almost immediately, a young salesman greeted me. His name was Emmanuel. He was eating candy. I'm not sure that was pertinent, was it? it we, he, why did we uh, have to put that
3: in? Di- I didn't want to, like, embarrass him, but he said it was hard to understand him because he had a piece of hard oh, candy in his candy. mouth. Oh, he eating candy. That's not good. You know, you hear it rattling around on the teeth. So. Mm. <laughs> a big jawbreaker so in his mouth. So. Could have been a, you know. They don't been make been jawbreakers. Been a Hall's know. Okay.
1: Emmanuel asked what he could help me with. It was I told medicinal. him it was about the ad I saw, the one for $89 per month. Emmanuel knew the one I was talking about, so just we sit down, he was prepared. <laughs> now,
3: no, that wasn't meant to be like, okay. You better sit down. No, you better was... sit down
1: for this one. <laughs> At his desk, he talked to me about the Rogue in the ad. He said it was a sport and had a lot of cool features like Apple CarPlay and a backup camera. He stood up and asked me to go with him. We walked over to a black Nissan Rogue inside the showroom. Uh, it was the one in the ad. Oh, they still had it here. Yep. Right. Emanuel walked around it, describing more features. He asked me what I thought. I said, for $89 a month, I'll take it right now. Sold. Emanuel led me back to the desk and showed me his computer screen. He didn't say anything. He just walked me back to the desk. Uh, the special page ad was on the website. I could see them rehearsing this in the sales bank. Okay, they'll walk in. They'll see the car. You show them the car. You say, that's $149 a month? You say yes. And then you don't say anything. You'll walk them back (laughs) to death. Then you go to the computer and you pull up our deceptive ad. Okay, so there we are. Uh, He said it needed to explain how it worked and pointed to the disclosure. He said I would need $5,000 down. I act shocked. I said, I thought the ad said zero down. And Manuel said, it definitely did not say that. Took out the magnifying glass. <laughs> see?
3: Now, I, I will say this, and this they get no credit for this because now our customer is already in the store. On their special, what he showed him, was a little bit more visible. Yeah, well, it because of the PC. Right.
1: Mm. Yeah. So you have the PC screen. So that's kind of cool. You, know, you go from the screen you see to the screen the car dealership has. I said I hadn't planned to put any money down. I said $5,000 is out of the question. And then you'll want to know what I could put down. That's the game, right? Mm-hmm. You know, hit them high and keep on coming down a little bit
3: at the time. Honestly, this is in training. How much can you put down? Yeah. I can put down 2,000 up to uh, up to twenty-five. If you really had to stretch, yeah, three. Right. And if it was the most perfect car in the world, where could you go? Uh, maybe five yeah. grand.
1: That's a sales meeting, folks. Yeah. These are sales meetings, and they study this. They're prepared and they're ready for you in most cases. Um, I probably I could possibly put down two thousand, maybe three thousand dollars tops. What do you think, Emmanuel? Heard? Yeah. Emmanuel offered to go work up some figures, and he wandered off. He returned about five minutes later. He had a worksheet in his hand, said he had a lease and a finance option for me. The worksheet looked familiar. The left side consisted of a grid of lease and finance payment options. The right side itemized the taxes and the fees, kind of like a derivation of the old four-square system. Of. It's kind of like, and this they practice this. All these salespeople have been trained, and they know this by heart. You have no chance. When you walk into a poker game and you look around the table and you don't know who the sucker is, you're the sucker, and you're the sucker, and you're in the poker game. you'll showed me with $3,000 down plus taxes and fees, we'd have a lease payment of 268 per month for 36 months and 12,000 miles per year. This was way higher than I thought I was going to be. Maybe I should have protested, but I was supposed to be gullible. We're being Larry Laydown, mm. pretend to be gullible. I said I was disappointed that I wasn't getting the deal I thought I was, but acknowledged it was a pretty good payment. I said I paid over $400 a month on my last car. I said I'd do the deal. I stood up, said I'd check back. With, I'd be back at 4 with my wife to do all the paperwork. Emmanuel looked horrified. Folks, they want to sell you the car today. They know if you walk out that door, you probably won't come back. The pressure is on. Buy the car today. Okay? So that's where we are now. That's why Emmanuel is horrified. Uh, he beckoned for me to sit down.
3: No, he asked what he did wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> it was he was what
1: truly I, wounded. What did I do? What did I do wrong? Why do you want to go? Because he knew that his manager was watching this and the pressure was on Emmanuel. He wanna know what he did wrong. There was a problem with the deal. I said there was no problem. I just had to get back to my wife. Gotta talk it over. It's half her car. Emmanuel sat down, beckoned me to sit down too. I sat. He handed me a credit application and said we should get some of the paperwork out of the way before I came back, before I had to come back with my wife, I stood up and told him as sincerely as I could that I would be back at 4. Emmanuel asked me to wait just one more minute so he could introduce me to his manager. Now, this is one of the toughest things on our shoppers, and Agent Thunder is relatively new. You really have to be hardened. If you're a legitimate car buyer, It's hard. it's hard to hold up to this pressure because you're you feel like you're disappointing the salesperson who has ingratiated yourself to him usually you like the salesperson if you you realize he's got to make a living too he's got to feed his family if you don't buy a car you don't want to disappoint him and that's part of the selling psychology and then you involve the sales manager now you got two people you don't want to disappoint standing up and and sticking to your guns is a very difficult thing to do uh, anyway, you went and got Devon. Devon was the manager. Devon asked me if I could t- take care of the paperwork now. Please, take care of the paperwork now. He could have the car all ready for me when I came back. Anything to get you to stay for a few more minutes. You'd be surprised how many people cave and say, okay, you'll wear, you can wear people out. I laughed, and Agent Thunder's getting good. I laughed, said I could, I would really come back. I shook both their hands and I left. You know, you feel like you're getting out with your life. I mean, you just re- almost feel like sometimes you have to run. And. Uh,
2: but sometimes you can't run when they break out the handcuffs. Yeah. And they cuff you to that chair when the. No, they stopped doing comes that
1: in out. the 1950s. We used handcuffs uh, back <laughs> in the 50s. Uh, here's the epilogue. Just like Mazda, Palm Beach, Green Acres, Nissan ran a Deceptive bait-and-switch ad. The payment that was prevented,
3: presented to Agent Thunder was so high, it didn't make sense. It, it, the reason I said it didn't make sense was, you know, if you put down, this is a rule of thumb, this is not hard and fast, but if basically for every 1000 and it depends on the lease program, every 1000 you put down, figure you're going to get the payment down about $20 a month. Yeah. So for $5,000 down, you got $89 payment. $3,000 $3, down... And that's almost 5000 and you have a 280 something dollar payment. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. They just. They're playing they just, their
1: game. Yeah. They know the numbers, they know the ratios. You don't. Uh, you take anybody that is a seasoned car person, and you go into a car dealership, and they don't know you're a seasoned
3: car person. It's laughable what they tell you. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. laughable. One other thing to point out is if you remember the fine print in the ad, it said the selling price on that lease was $23,000 approximately. Um, on the on the worksheet that he got, yeah, yeah, uh, the actual price that they gave him was twenty four thousand four seventy. So you'd think that the only variable change was the amount of money down. No, they raised oh. the price up a thousand dollars.
1: And here's a worksheet. Uh, you can't really read that, but uh, the worksheet is what most car dealers are using now. They no longer use a vehicle buyer's order, and you really don't do anything legal until they get you in the box, which is the F and I department. And I notice on this worksheet. They have $999, they call their dealer fee a dock fee, and they also have $452 in non-tax fees. A non-tax fee, correct me if I'm wrong, Stu, is a dealer fee.
3: That is correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I, I should have mentioned that, too. You yeah. So you're like $1,200, $1,300 in so fees. So the now.
1: dealer fee, in fact, is 9 is 99 we will call it 1000 is $1,452 in dealer fees that they're adding after the fact. Now, the... Real ruse now is to, is to actually add additional dealer fees after the advertisement. That's what this did. The advertisement disclosed a $999 dealer fee, but they didn't disclose the $452 dealer fee until you got to the worksheet. And for all I know, here's the worksheet. For all I know, when you got into the installment sales contract, which is in the F&I department, they have another they could have other dealer fees.
3: Y- you just don't know.
1: You don't know. So it is so deceptive, and it is so in violation of the law and uh, guidelines and Federal Trade Commission, Florida state statutes that they're getting away with. It is just mind-boggling. I, I, I get overwhelmed, and I can't stand to get overwhelmed because I get into my consumer suit, and that's the reason I get upset. When I get into my car dealer suit, I have my armor on because I've been doing this for a long time. We gotta, we gotta vote. We've only got about four minutes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what our listeners
3: have.
2: Three minutes.
3: It's Three unanimous. Minutes. We got Vince gives him an F. Haley gives him an F. Linda gives an A plus plus for our show, but a double F for Green niece Oh, thanks, Linda. Uh, yep. thank you, Linda. Oh, and then. Uh, she reiterated a huge big F and Ed gives him an F. So that's the consensus. F F F F I'm with I'm with the crowd. I'm I'm going with an F.
1: Okay. Well, Stu voted and uh F. 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 I gotta give him an F too. Uh old school folks. Big time. And yeah, it's a uh, it's uh, Terry Taylor dealership and it is
6: uh, managed by one person uh who owns uh who manages too? yes the only thing transparent at that place is the glass on the front of their building
1: that's a beautiful building by the way it is i
6: drive by it almost every day exactly
1: so um as always buyer beware Um, and remember this too folks even the good dealers make mistakes Um, when i recommend jm lexus i recommend them as a A a-rated dealer but you still want to compare their prices and the nice thing about JM Lexus is they're a one price. They put their lowest price on every car. You take their price, and you go to Palm Beach Lexus. And then you go to uh, Lexus of Del Rey. And then you go to maybe a fourth Lexus dealer, and you get out-the-door prices. You have to be sure you get out-the-door prices to compare. That's a vulnerability that one-price dealers have. And you can use a one-price dealer two ways. You can use them to buy their car, because they are good people, honest people, and you can also use them to get a low price mm-hmm. to shop and compare with other dealers. Find the dealer that puts your lowest price their lowest price in every car, and shop and compare.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention that Frank and Lenny both chimed in a little bit late, both with Fs. so okay the sir. deal. And
6: on YouTube, we've got three F-grades just came in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Angel, Glenn, and ladies, LJ. Ladies
1: so and last gentlemen. week we had all A's. Yeah. This week we had all F's. So glad That's
2: that all of you have participated in the Mystery Shopping Report. There's a lot of work that goes into it week in and week out. And it's our way of uh, keeping you on the straight and narrow. And uh, if you want to have a little bit of fun, Go to Earl on Cars and download that form that I spoke about earlier, affidavit of a vehicle purchase, the final out-the-door price, and don't forget you can list, you can uh, read <coughs> Earl's uh, column at uh, on uh, at Hometown News uh, magazine. Uh, the lowest price car can end up being the most expensive. You can go to Florida Weekly. And you can read his column, Car Salesmen Don't Look or Talk Like Car Salesmen Anymore. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, and a very happy Mother's Day to all you mummies out there, and have a wonderful weekend.